welcome to the ghost gig. Are you sitting comfortably? Then let's begin. Hello. Welcome hello, back hello. to the ghost gig. We are on episode 51 and I should have made a big thing about us being episode 50 last time and I forgot. So <sighs> episode 51. Yay. <laughs> this is the 51st episode spectacular. And now we continue. Oh, please. Keep going. Well, you didn't join in. It got a bit strange. Hope everyone's had a good week. Um, it's been a it's been a very bizarre week for us. Um, I I started my masters at Yay! university. Da, 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 da. We used that one already. <laughs> it sounds like you're singing. No no no! You can't do that. No, it's Christmas. not. We've not had bonfire night yet. You can't do that. I know. Not even had my birthday yet. No. Um. Yeah. So yeah, done that. I mean, I'm really impressed that we're getting the episode out on time. Started university. Um, have had COVID this week and uh, managed to go fucking everywhere before I knew I had it. So, hey, yeah, well just done me. Really, really helpful yeah. to everyone around Woo! you. And did and did a long old gig last night. You did with uh, half of half a voice. So, yeah, well, um, the half did quite a good job. So that's all right. Yeah, I everyone mean, was like, it was lovely, and I was like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you go? Mm. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. So. Um, Oh yeah, it's been it's been a week. From the back of the room, you couldn't tell he only had half a voice. It's fine. Okay, good. Thank you. Thank you very much. Voice sounded fine. Stop uh, worrying. Okay. Um. Yeah. So it's all good, and you don't seem to have caught it. So. A bit raspy, but otherwise nothing too crazy. But now it. I've of course jinxed it. Well, Vince is one of those annoying people that has he if he has COVID, he either has no symptoms or just like a bit of a sniffle, whereas the rest of us are dead on the sofa. And then you get bought soup by me. Yeah. Because he's got no symptoms, so if that is, if you having a bit of a raspy voice is is uh, you having COVID, then you know you've got away lightly. She's I know sad. she's sad with her gravelly voice. Ooh, no. You got away lightly. <laughs> no, my my voice is pretty much back. I just need to not do another three hour gig. Um, that might be a good start. So we have a film episode. We're back to the film episode, <sighs> and this home episode, territory. Eh? Now this episode is um, all about the classic cult film. Eraser head. Eraser head. I was like going to say Eurasia then. No, so that's, that's a, a different. I know that's a, a band. Yes. Yeah. I don't um, know if they made any films though. Now you should look it up. Eraser head. This was suggested, and um, I can't remember his username, but it's actually someone I know. Um, it's a lovely man called Jeff who works in the same place as I do. Hi, Jeff. Jeff, you are a lovely man. Um, thank you for suggesting this. Although I hate you forever for suggesting this film because it just gave me so much trauma. I'm joking, but. I mean, you seem to have recovered, oh. so well done to you. Um, yeah, so thanks, Jeff, but no thanks. Um, I was su- surprised you hadn't seen it before, but I'm, I'm saying I'm glad this in a way, hadn't. like before I read, the, I, I'm not, I don't, didn't not like the film. I, I, it was a good film. I just didn't like the way it made me feel. Anyway, I think that's fair. I think they was very successful at yeah. making you very uncomfortable the whole time you're watching it. Really, so a little bio. Mm. Um, Henry resides alone in a bleak apartment surrounded by industrial gloom. When he discovers that an earlier fling with Mary X left her pregnant, he marries the expectant mother and has um, her move in with him. Things take a decidedly strange turn when the couple's baby turns out to be a bizarre lizard-like creature that won't stop wailing. Other characters, including a disfigured lady who lives in the radiator, inhabit the building and add to Henry's troubles. That is the bio. (laughs) I would say I don't know if that's entirely helpful, but yes, yeah. it's it's pretty much all there. 
there's other bits and pieces, but yeah. When yeah. I was trying to describe how this film made me feel, I've realised this morning, um, any Harry Potter fans out there, which is the natural sort of segue. Um, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking of when I watched the film, yeah. Prisoner of Azkaban, students are on the train, train stops, Dementors get on. Oh, you vaguely remember that, yeah. Dementors make people, they suck joy out of people. Okay, okay. They make people feel like they'll never be happy again. And that is how I felt watching this film. <laughs> it was so all-encompassingly traumatic and dark. And and I, I, I had a similar thing with when we watched Suspiria. Um, it was like, oh, but nowhere near as bad as this. And it's the first film that I've not liked, but have appreciated what a good film it was. Okay. But, but I didn't okay. like it because simply because of the way it made me feel. I see. It, yeah. So you wouldn't watch it for fun again then? No, definitely not. I. It was it was quite painful to watch. Very, very painful. Yes. I and mean, intentionally and expertly done pain. We had to go. We, we ate, didn't we? We ate during it and then we had to go and get more food. Yes. Yeah. I was like, oh, I need something else. Like, I need something else to. Oh, you, need I, to you need to temper the, I, the unpleasantness. You can't really yourself. like. I didn't want to like look on my phone or like take my attention away. But I was like, if I'm eating, that's kind of comforting in a way. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I. It's. 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 I don't know what to say about it. It just. It's. It's not. I suppose that some people might like be sort of muttering to themselves when they're just. I don't think that's a horror film. Like, well. Oh, it is. I think it's a horror film, but it's not in. Not in a. It doesn't scare you exactly. Because it doesn't, there's no jumps in it, no. you know, no noises and things. But it's a deeply unsettling film. Yeah, and I, I think I, I've I wrote it down as it's just, um, what, what's the, the term I used? Um, it's I don't know, Vincent. I, I don't know. I think I've pushed it off my screen, which is very uncommon, not very clever of Why me. Why did you do that? I don't know. Um, it's it's it makes you feel dreadful. Yes, it's it's a complete and unrelenting sense of dread. The entire run through yeah, the film, that's... like in a really, really human kind of horror. Like it's nothing. Meet... Nothing's chasing him. It's just situational. Like when you meet a Dementor. Probably is, yeah. Um, but it, it's yeah. It, it's just very uncomfortable. It, it it is like dream logic, but one of those dreams that's not quite into nightmare territory, but it's really close, and it you just can't get out. Where you can't, you know, where you think you've woken up, but you haven't. Yeah. And you keep waking up, but not waking up. Yes. Um, yes, like I had what last week. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I think you had your first little bout of sleep paralysis by the sounds of it. I don't Welcome know. to the club. Yay. Um, it's okay. Those a, small children left. There was. A, <laughs> I could see two. They were giggling at you. I know you said. Yeah. Um, anyway, we're not talking about that. Um. There was lots of very, very sudden, loud sort of noises and just like Henry's face looking like confused and scared and just just like helpless, like this shit's happening to me and I've got, I can't do, this is it. And like, he barely reacts a lot no. of the time as well. It's it's, excru- it's toe-curlingly uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of, there's this weird connection with his hair and pencils, a razor head. He's got like yep. hair, hair a bit like yours, actually, Vincey. No, his is a lot longer. He got his hair, and his hair broke. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a poll later to see if people think you should be a razor head for Halloween because <coughs> you could do that with your hair. I haven't got enough hair. Um, you could grow. Halloween is in a month, so you could definitely grow it out by then. We've got weddings and things to go to. I'm gonna look a bit strange at the weddings. Eh. Okay. Um, I count that, guys, as permission. Yeah. You all heard it. <laughs> yes. Happy wedding for the two weddings we're it's going to. It's her fault. Vince is going to look like a twat. Um, <laughs> more than usual. <laughs> oh, you said more than you. <laughs> no. I'll always look spectacular. What are you talking about? God. Um, yeah. Um, sorry. My brain isn't still working properly. Um, 
Yeah, so there's this, it's called, obviously called a razor head, and there's this bizarre bit where he dies, he has his head chopped off. Oh, yeah, yeah. Made into pencils, and uh, it's just like, what's that? Well, the, the rubbers to why? go on the ends of pencils. Yeah, that's it. Not the actual pencils. So I was like, what, why? Why? Because he's basically pointless. Yeah, yeah no, I get that, but I was like, but that whole sequence, is that literally to say he's pointless? Essentially, yeah. I mean, there's, it, it, there's many times it just jumps into sort of dream logic mm. and altered states of reality, and you're not really sure if this is actual plot or someone's meandering mind it's never explained and that's okay because it can be quite engaging like there's other bits where he just stares at the radiator which is when the lady in the radiator comes in yeah until later on when it starts to be a bit more of the plot sort of but Mm. not entirely um yeah it's huh it's just like oh i i feel like some people actually some people's lives are kind of like that and probably my life could also be like that at it's some a, point and yeah. that's terrifying i think that's what it is it's a really good representation of an emotional state i think yeah an exploration of i that, can I imagine guess. i mean i i don't know if you read this but when i looked into it apparently this whole film basically simply was all about um uh the director's um, david lynch's fear of becoming a father basically well, it was subtle. Yeah, just a little bit subtle. <laughs> there was an alien baby and lots of sperm everywhere. Yeah, all of, all, all, apparently the whole film was him scared of becoming a father. Okay, well that tracks, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, no big surprise there. No. Um, I suppose that's the sort of unrelenting sense of dread um, that we sort of experience when we watch the film. It's Staring into the abyss is definitely a kind of a phrase I yeah. think applies. Because it just feels like he's staring into a horrible future. Yeah, Which doesn't bode well for his kids, I suppose. Stuck but, you in know, this scenario. Presumably that, they made up. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, th- I suppose, yeah, you're just in this scenario that you can never escape from. Yes. Like, you know, being in prison, but with a with a with some lizard baby that won't stop wailing. And it sprays soup sometimes. Yeah, sprays soup. There's a weird lady that with mumps that you're sexually attracted to that lives in the radiator. And she sings at you, yeah. 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 And then the neighbour across the hall, you forgot about her? Yeah. Kind uh, of like who, who barely talks, but sort of stands there and smoulders, supposedly. Yeah, and then they have sex, but suddenly they're in like a massive hot tub or something. Yeah, they melt into it or something, don't they? Yeah. I don't know. I just, I just, like <laughs> I can understand that it's a piece of art. It's absolutely an art film. It really is, and that it, it's it's a good piece of art. I just don't like how it made me feel at all. Um, there are certain things. Um, the witches when I was very little when the the woman the uh, main grand high witch takes her mask off that oh yeah yeah I see um, what you mean. the Jack the Ripper attraction in uh, the London Dungeons when I was 10 okay and now this has just gone <laughs> to the nope pile in lofty my brain. praise yeah in my brain <laughs> oh dear yeah. All right, well, well, let's look at some of the other aspects of it, rather, because like, there's some cool practical effects, like the, the baby alien mm. thing is yeah, pretty I mean, unique. When was this film made? 77. Okay. But it was, on a, it was clearly a very small budget. Yeah. I mean, it's, oh. all, it's all shot in black and white because yeah, it's, it's, it's budget, it's budget issues. Black, the black and white actually adds to the depression. Like, you are, du- you are desperate to see some colour. Yes. Although, actually, I think this is unrelated to perhaps the film. I remember seeing somewhere that um, people beyond a certain age actually still dream in black and white. Huh. Because they would experience enough black and white media when they were growing up. How and that weird. Inspi- that, that influenced- anyway, so obviously you and I probably dream in colour almost all the time. I do dream in colour, yeah. Yeah, whereas David Lynch maybe doesn't. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it fitted the film, but you were just thinking, oh, oh I'd love to see yeah. some colour, please. Yeah. Some yeah. blue sky, some sun, something. It's funny because like, I was like, it was like, um, take Tim Burton and 
whack it up a million percent on the... Take out anything cutesy and comfortable. Yeah, and you're just whatever you're left with there. If Tim Burton had really loved like Metropolis or Mm. um, what's the... The uh, the really old like silent film the the voyage to the moon oh right uh, where like, you know the rocket that. flies into his eye oh okay no um, I haven't seen that but like, it, it, it's it's absolutely yeah. that think um, um, nightmare before Christmas but yeah take out anything cutesy um, anything any songs any humour anything like that and just left with the kind of um, sort of bleak gothic style then you've got you know you kind of get an idea of what this film is like yes ish yeah. That's what it kind of it reminded me of that the Harry Potter thing. Um, it also reminded me, I think it's the Great Gatsby, um, of um, the the there's you've kind of got this. Um, I'm trying to think now. <laughs> uh, there is the eyes watching everyone in the Great Gatsby. There's this yes. kind of big um, billboard with eyes watching everyone. Okay, and it was kind of a whole representation of like the depression and you know people's lives and yeah, how it was of watching course. everyone, the poor and the rich and all that. I'm going back to my A level English now, um, <laughs> but I also got that kind of sense of the the depression and oh no, completely different time period. But I was reminded of this, the the driving through in the Great Gatsby. They drive through and everything's really bleak and there's nothing on the road and it's all just really bleak and yeah but if you've just got this big billboard with the eyes staring at everyone and okay. i don't know if i'm making my point no I, I think i see what you're going yeah, for yeah that it also reminded me of that it, it is a very bleak thing yeah. yeah i know i've seen the family it's... guy episode <laughs> <laughs> no no i did actually read it um when yeah. i was at school and i, I have seen the, the the real film proper film the real film <laughs> both the new and the old uh the one with leonardo DiCaprio and the old one Oh, good, um, good. Yeah, so that was, yeah, if anyone knows what the hell I'm talking about, hopefully. But, but this is the thing, it does draw quite heavily on lots of older literature, yeah. films and, and novels. And it, it, yeah. does, it does have a heavy mm. feel to it. And it, it puts it across really well, but it doesn't make it enjoyable. It no. makes it an intellectual exercise. Yeah. Um, I'm glad we saw it. Um, no, I, I think know, it's I think important. it intentionally like, tries to subvert having yeah. a, a strong narrative as well. Like, yeah. Time slips away as we feel like the narrative slips around like sand. Yeah. Um, it's it, it's that's the thing you can't you can't really hold on to anything. No, you, you couldn't grasp hold of it. No, you sink into it. Um, yeah, I think that's that's it. Not really being in control. It's it's like you know when you're a bit when you're you you're, you've drunk too much and you suddenly can't really control your own body and you start you feel panicky. It felt a bit like that. Or well, it's back to that dream experience, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I, I know what you mean, exactly what you mean there. Um, but I would I would still say watch it definitely. Yes, do watch it. Um, and tell us what you think about it as well and tell us if you got uncomfortable if you haven't seen it. Because mm. um, I, I hadn't seen it for about 15 years. Yeah, of course, because you'd seen it before. So for me, it was totally new. Uh, there was just whole scenes I'd, I'd completely forgotten. And the, the one that I had did remember was the when he first meets the um, parents of his girlfriend. Oh, God, yeah. And there's the chicken. And, mm. and that's just, just deeply unsettling. It's, 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 like, it's like a horrible, grotesque parody of like a, a sitcom scene. Yeah. Or a kitchen sink the drama kind of thing. The mother suddenly has an orgasm at the table, and you're yeah. like, "Why?" While what? carving the, well, he's carving the chicken. Yeah, I'm like, "What? Why?" Ah! <laughs> it's okay. She excuses herself and goes and sits in the kitchen afterwards. It's just, it's just like, but but that that for for example, so that what why? Some of it, I was like, okay, that represents that. That represents that. Why the orgasm at the table? Because it's the most uncomfortable thing that anyone can imagine. Okay. I think that's what it is. All right, okay. It's intentionally trying to be really uncomfortable and hammer it home. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, obviously after that she has the discussion of there is a baby, yeah, you know, and all of that yeah, kind yeah. Of stuff. So <sighs> heavy stuff. It, yes, it is. And then after we saw that, we then went out to see um, 
oh I said COVID brain can't remember his name in the evening who did we go and see in the evening watched in Brighton we went to Brighton and we saw a show and I can't Grayson remember. Perry thank you thank you <laughs> there's nothing like it there but okay no it wasn't okay. but he was I mean it was a good show but also incredibly confusing and all over the place so it, well, I don't uh, think he was confusing he was just all over the place I would just like to quote Blackadder here and by the end of the day I didn't know who I was or what my name was <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah yeah oh my stupid brain it's just, fine yeah it's just, fine it will come back one I day know, one and day. you'll greet it with open warm arms <laughs> Honestly, people talk to me and my, my, my dad asked me how my, how, how yesterday went as in starting my master's. And I went, mm. what happened yesterday? <laughs> I was like, ah. oh dear, oh dear. It's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God, yes, it will come back. This tends to happen when I get COVID. Brain fog. Um, right, cool. Uh, have you got anything else to say? Um, no, no, probably not. Just... We'll watch it again in the future, I'm sure, but not won't. soon. Not soon. I don't want to. I can't hack that again. No. Jeff, thanks so much. Thank you, Jeff. Um, shall I we blame play? you, Jeff? Yeah. Although it did help, I think I created quite an interesting song out of this, segueing into the songs. That's I as good a segue as any. This song is going to be, you know, all about all the weird noises I can find and chops and changes and stuff. But actually, in the end, because I thought, well, if it is just really down to one man being scared of being a father actually that's quite simple so yeah here is the song that i came up with Lone, handsome man, an electric shock in a body by Becomes pencil dad, and it makes me afraid to sleep in case the nightmares creep in. I feel like his face is implanted on my brain. I'll be sucked into a reality from the disturbed brain of Mr. Lee while any joy
Pencil Dad. Rockabye alien baby, swaddled in your blanket tight. Daddy's gonna see radiator lady where he hopes to dance all night. Rockabye alien baby, mama ran away too soon. Now daddy breaks down as his hair grows up, as you cry he'll hide from Right, so in my mind, that's basically how the film was. Like, a bit, you know, lots of uncomfortable, sort of quite quiet. Ooh, don't know. Ooh, ooh. And the mum's having an orgasm at the table. Ah, and the back to being all quiet. Yeah. Like, that's basically what that was. That yeah, was like. I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Well, it just, yes, there's nothing happening. And then his mind wanders off. And then strange musical number happens yeah. on a weird imagined stage for yes. no reason. And then it goes back to his mind. And he's made into like, a rubber for the end of a pencil. Yes. And, and his head's being chopped off. And I then just... he's back in his small room staring yeah. at a plant. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> right, go on. Let's uh, hear yours. All right then. All right. Dwelling firmly in the uncanny, sexual but not in the least bit sexy uncomfortably slow and uneasy the absurdest kitchen sink drama trope of a happy family existential canvas that's both isolationist and leery Struck with visuals that are stuck Coupled with the sound design that's really hearing Does the woman who lives in it often call out to you? Does your radiator grow does the man who lives in it often sing out to you? Opens to an unsettling realization after an avocado moon and the alien sperm. It all plays out like a dream, not logical or jump scary. Just dreadful in the truest, most human way. Does your radiator grows? Does the woman who lives in it often call out to you? Does your radiator grows? Does the woman who lives in it often sing out to you? Dwelling firmly 
in the uncanny sexual but not in the least bit sexy uncomfortably slow and uneasy the absurdest kitchen sink drama trope of a happy family so full disclosure here yeah. i'm introduced to the film via the pixies playing the song in heaven which is what the lady in right here sings right so i knew the song before i knew the film ah so I had to throw in a bit of the song. Now you tell me. I do. You're such a liar. That's the one that she she sings when she's just doing her little musical number for oh, no yeah. real reason. And for some reason she's got mumps or something. Yes, I, I assume it's supposed to be mumps. but Two polystyrene things stuck to either the side of her Sort of looks like a hamster when they're storing yeah. food a bit, but yeah. yeah. But she's smiling, so that's okay. And she's she's the escape, isn't she? Still, so and she's singing in heaven. Everything's fine. Why does he fine, have about women with mumps in the radiator? Why? He's a bit weird. Well... Why? I mean, who knows? <laughs> Maybe we should ask the man at some point. Oh, is he still alive? No, I don't want to talk to him. <laughs> um, yeah, so there you have it, guys. I mean, I, I, weirdly, I would say, like, watch it. I, I think I think you will be enriched by doing so. I think that is the way to look at it. Maybe have a drink during, I don't know. We watched it, like, in the morning, mid-morning, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Um, so, yeah. It was just... Actually, where the, the avocado thing came from, because you mentioned you know, the opening shot. Are we yeah. looking at avocado? Yeah, it was the moon. It does look, look like an avocado. Like avocado. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. That's the millennial again, in me. Again, that's the practical <laughs> effects there. <laughs> millennial in me. Absolutely. Turning everything into an avocado. Ugh. No, I don't like them. They taste horrible. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so anyway, go yeah. and watch it. Go and watch it. Don't expect to enjoy it, but be enriched. Be enriched, You'll be yeah. a better person probably for understanding it. Yeah. I guess. Um, and I if you have seen it, give us a message and let us know what you thought. Yeah, let us know how, I, how we've pooped on your, your favourite yeah, film. Yeah, well, I know this is a real cult and people love it. Yeah, and they I really can, do. I, I can see why. I yeah, just, I do. I do. There are some cult films that you watch and you go, eh? Yeah, it was like, it's like food. People, I, I love mushrooms. You hate them. It's a bit like that. Yeah, I see what you mean. You know? Um, well, of, of the cult films, like people can grow very cultish about certain sorts of films you think, I just don't get it. Like mm. Some people really, really love like really early Adam Sandler films, like mm. before he was, you know, funny. And like you watch it and you think, it's just not very entertaining. And like some people love them. And like, yeah, maybe I, this is in a similar way. People just said, got really into this, it. This film is unusual because I appreciate it's a good film and a, and a piece. Yeah. It's, a, like, it's a bit of a masterpiece. I appreciate it. Unlike that. early Adam Sandler films. Yeah, but I don't like it. That's fair. All right. Um, cool. So, on to the story. Oh, sorry, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have such a hard hide. day at work. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, we don't see each other that much because he's in a different You're going to see him less now. I'm just going to be like <laughs> hiding behind a bush if I see him. Like, <laughs> no, I'm sure he won't be... Um, too offended. Um, right, on to our story. Yeah, Are yeah. You ready? Because I'm, I am kind of curious. Where the heck have you gone with this? Well, so um, very luckily for us, there is actually quite a nice fitting story to this episode. Okay. Um, and people who listen to paranormal podcasts will know this story, but we are yet to cover it, and you probably don't know it. And this is the strange case of. The Children of Woolpit. Have you heard this? I have not. I don't okay. know where Woolpit is either. So this is going to be all in all a lesson for I me. I shall tell you where Woolpit is. It is in Suffolk. Whether it's still around or not, I don't know. Okay. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Cool. Um, are you ready? Yes. Okay. Here we go. <gasps> Let's begin. She said it. It is the 12th century. Famously a time of turmoil and misery. 
There we go. It's already linked to the film. Absolutely. You've already you've <laughs> that's forged it, that's that link. The link. Well that's done. It. Well done, Alice. Especially for the peasant population of Great Britain. They toiled from dawn till dusk in the fields, barely scraping enough food to get by. However, during a time known as the Norman period, under the reign of King Stephen, English society began to transform. The country had suffered through civil war and years of instability, but now towns were starting to develop and open for the first time. Agriculture was the best chance of families surviving through the hardships. There were a few towns, however, that refused to move with the times and stuck stubbornly to tradition. It was in one of these, actually, little villages where a bizarre and frankly unexplainable phenomenon occurred. Is it just me or when I say the word phenomenon? I know. I'm not going to do it, but yes, you are. I really want to. Phenomenon. <laughs> Damn it! Phenomenon. Phenomenon. Shall we go back to the story? Yeah. History. History, everyone. So, this is a village in Suffolk okay. named Woolpit. After the large pits that the farmers would dig to catch wolves, back when wolves were in the UK. Ah, wolf pit. I thought you said wool pit. It is wool pit, but ah. after wolf pit, yeah. so they would catch wolves to stop the wolves attacking the li- livestock. Yep. Why the livestock didn't fall into the pits, I don't know. But uh, I don't know. So, these were known as wolf pits, and the village was named Wool Pit after. I suppose it is easy to say. Uh, I guess so. The farmers here were expected to pay 10% of their earnings or crops to the church. That seems fair, doesn't it? That's what they did back then. They were totally at the mercy of the seasons as to how well their crops would grow and indeed what they could produce and eat. In Woolpit, children did not attend school. As soon as they were physically able, they too were expected to work on the land and harvest crops. Women stayed at home preparing meals and making clothes. Whole families would sleep together in one windowless hut made of straw, twigs and clay. The peasants who worked on the land were known as serfs. They were under direct control of the noblemen and had to ask permission to get married or to move house. Life was very tough for the serfs, but there was one thing making their lives a little bit easier during these times. This was a new crop that had been brought to Europe, known as the bean. Right. (laughs) The bean. The bean. And this was helping the peasants eat a newly balanced diet. Okay. Green beans, by the way. Ah, okay, okay. One day, some of the reapers who were working near a wolf pit made a strange discovery. In the pit stood two children, a boy and a girl, apparently lost. Their clothing was simply described as strangely coloured. They spoke in an unknown language that no one in the village could either recognise or understand. Well, they are children. Strangest of all, the children had green skin. Oh! See a little link now to the film? Green skin. It was all in black and white. We didn't know know if anyone had green skin. Yeah, but, you know, alien baby, alien kids, you know. The workers brought the children back to the village where they were offered food children refused it wasn't until they were offered beans faffa beans as they're called that they actually began to eat despite their strange diet looks and behavior the children were taken in by a man named richard Decan. gradually he convinced them to try other food learn english and live among the other people in the village as their diet diversified, the children's skin slowly began to lose its green color a diverse diet. Mm. Okay. 
Because that is terrifying for a child. They so. would literally just eat green beans, apparently. As soon as the children were able to communicate, they began to tell Richard about themselves. He learned that they were brother and sister. The little girl was quickly able to talk more fluently and told of their homeland. Now, this is a apparently a direct quote, okay? Okay. From this okay. little girl. This is from the records. Right. We are inhabitants of the land of St. Martin, who is regarded with particular veneration in the country which gave us birth. We are ignorant of how we arrived here. We only remember this, that on a certain day, when we were feeding our father's flocks in the field, we heard a great sound, such as we are now accustomed to hear at St. Edmund's, when the bells are chiming. And whilst listening to the sound in admiration, we became on a sudden, as it were, entranced, and found ourselves among you in the fields where you were reaping. The sun does not rise upon our countrymen. Our land is little cheered by its beams. We are contented with twilight, which, among you, precedes the sunrise or follows the sunset. Moreover, a certain luminous country is seen, not far distant from ours and divided by a great considerable river. Did you understand any of that? I did, yes. So, you know, it said that they they came from a land where the sun doesn't shine, but there is a land they can see that where the yeah. sun does shine, but they can't reach it because there's a there's a river. Basically, is what I got from that. There's a divide, river dividing it. Yes. Yeah. Got yeah. That. Exactly. The world that the children spoke of was also described as entirely green, just like the children's skin. The girl could not tell Richard where their home was located. However, she confirmed it was generally Christian and that it had churches there, just like in England. Now, this is interesting because remember when we did the um, other episode about aliens? Mm. About the guy who got um, taken off to Venus and, you know? Yes. Where they were all Christians there Absolutely. and they all believed in Jesus. Yeah. So yeah. There's, there's a little bit of, and this is from the 12th century. Okay. Interesting. Oh, yes, we're Christian there too. There are churches there. Right. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> So there are other accounts of this story. Um, one that says that the way the kids found their way into Woolpit was that they actually followed their father's cattle into a cave and got lost. They followed the sound of church bells and came out on the other side of the cave into Suffolk farmlands. Richard continued to help the children and arranged for them to be baptised. Sadly, soon after, the little boy fell ill and passed away. The girl, who became known as Agnes, went on to live a long life. In one account, she worked as a house servant. She married a judge and a clergyman by the name of Richard Barr. Not much else is known about Agnes or if she ever spoke of her home world again. So the story of the children of Woolpit was documented by many reputable scholars in the Middle Ages. There are also many reported eyewitness accounts of the strange little people. Naturally, several theories have sprung up over the centuries to try and explain away the strange story. So the first theory if you'd like to hear it. I would, yeah. Is that the children were part of a large influx of Flemish immigrants into England at the time. Mm -hmm. After King Stephen's reign, Henry II had taken power. Under his rule, many Flemish immigrants faced persecution and death. Sadly, many Flemish children lost their parents, leaving them orphans. Orphans wearing strange clothes and speaking a strange language. Yep. But of course doesn't really explain why their skin was green no people from the netherlands aren't green as far as yeah as far as we know i'm joking <laughs> yes people from the netherlands if you don't know are not green so what about what about the green skin i hear you ask 
Sorry. What about the green skin, Alice? Thank you, Vince. I'm glad you asked. There are a couple of medical conditions that can cause green skin in humans. Did you oh, know that? I didn't. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This is helpful. Um, this. Uh, oh, we've we got a medical term now. The first is hypochronic anemia. Right. Okay. Originally known as chlorosis. Hey, you said it. This condition causes red blood cells to take on a more pale hue, giving the skin a green tint. Oh. This can be caused by infections or vitamin deficiency, which is obviously something that would have been very, very common back in those Absolutely, times. Absolutely, yeah. You still think, though, if that I was... I guess that would also be why they crave green beans. Yeah. Because that would be full of vitamins But if it was to... common, then why were there not more green people? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, that's what made Maybe me... Maybe it's a very small village and people didn't travel as much. Maybe that Possibly. explains it away, but Maybe I know what you mean. Maybe they were Flemish and they... Yeah, they travelled and maybe caught something on their way over. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. But yeah, you'd think if that was a common thing, then people would have gone, oh, they've got chlorosis or whatever it is. They'd kind of know or recognise it and they'd have seen it in other people, possibly. Mm. Um, however, however, beyond the children's imaginations, there was little explanation for the world of St. Martin's Land that they described. Again, interesting, Martin, Martian... Yeah, I'm wondering. Again. Is that is that just a modern day? Um, we're inflicting something on that. Yeah, projecting something onto it. So I think that's what I meant. Yeah, may- maybe, maybe, probably, because yeah, obviously Martin is very close to Martian, but yes, very, yeah, very likely. Some conspiracy theorists have suggested that the children are from a parallel universe. Mm-hmm. Others have suggested that they are from an underground kingdom or a lost civilization, possibly Atlantis. I mean, <laughs> maybe they're green there. I mean, it's under the sea, isn't it? You know, you get green fish and stuff. Well, it's under the sea now. I don't think it well, used it, to be. That yeah. was the kind of the story of it, wasn't it? Mm. And other people, of course, believe that the children are aliens, which is, again, a nice link back to our dear friend Eraserhead. Yeah, although it does make you question, wait, wait, she got married later in life. I feel like someone probably wouldn't have married an alien. Well, they lost. she lost her green skin, if you remember. I mean, it sounds like they looked exactly like normal kids apart from their skin colour. Okay. All right. It didn't mention any other kind of non-human aspects. It was just that they were green. Fair enough. Okay. You know, a bit like the Simpsons are yellow for some reason. And that's, apart from that, they look like Um, humans. Because it's it's visually bold if you were channel channel surfing back Uh, in the late 80s. All right, mister. I studied animation at (laughs) uni. But yeah, so, but you know, that's my point. They are, uh, they are visually distinctive. Yeah. But only because they're yellow, everything else about them are human-like, right? So, hmm. um, a popular t- a popular story at the time told of a group of strange people living on the moon. When a child was naughty, they were sent to live on Earth as a punishment. These children were known on Earth as changelings. Their skin was described as indescribable, like asking <laughs> a blind it's not man. The best description ever, is it? <laughs> well, like asking a blind man to describe the difference between blue and green. So uh, there were lots okay. of these stories flying around at the time. So you can imagine if they saw some strange-looking kids that maybe were had some kind of disease or something, they was like, "Oh, I've you know, this is like the story I heard, possibly." Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, of course, we'll never know for sure who the children were or where they came from. They have, however, inspired many adaptations and tales, um, though whether the original tale was simply that, a tale, remains a mystery. They didn't have tales, though, did they? So it was okay. They didn't kids. have tales, okay. no. That's good. Um, 
but it's interesting this one because it's it's kind of a folk story but it is all documented so these kids yeah when were, you said it was it was you know noted by several different yeah, people yeah, who yeah. were present so in the area okay it's right. it's not like um i kind of you know like oh if uh, you go down to the woods today you might see this or something yeah. we, we we know these kids were found yeah which is really interesting. So some potentially Flemish kids were found and they happened to be a bit malnourished. That seems yeah. all plausible, like, doesn't it? I don't know, the, the legend of Robin Hood, we're not really sure if he actually existed or not, mm. but yeah. Um, the idea of children moving uh, from world to world via a cave or cavern, again, is a popular motif in folk tales. Yeah. Um, during the Middle Ages, the human body also was often used as a symbol for society. So it's possible right, okay. that the green children could represent Woolpit recovering from its destitution with the help of the bean crop being introduced. I see. Mm. Yeah. Which is a boring explanation. I want them to be aliens. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Whatever the explanation, the legend has survived through the ages and is very likely to live on and mystify future folklore enthusiasts. The end. Well, so yeah, sorry, not very I mean, scary. mystify, but they've got several reasonable explanations and some, and some other ones too. Yes, but we never know for sure. No. And I mean, obviously there's no photos, um, but if you look at the uh, drawings, they're not just a bit green, they are green, like purest green. Mm. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so it's a very I wonder weird... if we can find any images of people with the yeah. green you mentioned, because maybe that'll give us a hint. Because um, I, don't, I don't know what colour people are if there's not blood in their skin. Maybe we do have kind of a greyish green. Maybe. I'm just not sure. I mean, I've seen... There was that guy who went silver because he was drinking mercury or something strange. Well, that does sound balanced and sensible, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, um, if we had the name oh, of the chlorosis. disease still. Here we go. Chlorosis. Okay. Chlorosis. Uh, in humans. Sorry, I just got leaves there, by the way. Yes. Pictures <laughs> of green leaves, which would make sense. Oh, there's the guy who drank the mercury. Oh, yes. that's He's blue. He's very blue. Not um, not like the song from the 90s, but he's smiling I'm in that blue, picture. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah. Um, so we've, yes. got, we've got some paintings and some other... We've got some, yeah, but none no, of the photos no, are really greenish. No actual photos of people with green skin here. So, yeah, I don't think that's real. Um, oh, she's very green. It's a, it's a picture of uh, the Wicked Witch from <laughs> Wizard of Oz. <laughs> but I don't think that's real. I, I imagine it's grease paint, but you never know. Yeah. Um, okay, so if you Google it, there's actually not... If you put in chlorosis in humans, you don't really get much green. I suppose realistically, we probably don't see it too much nowadays, do we? Because people can yeah. get vitamins yeah, in their true. diet pretty That's easily. Very true. So yeah, it's a very strange one. Mm. Very strange one. That is. That is. Yeah, I mean, considering how the film made me feel, I was like, I just need like a nice little light-hearted folktale to uh, to a kind of uh, you know finish that one off. So. Light-hearted, maybe aliens might just be Flemish people. I'd like them to be aliens. Okay, because Flemish people aren't green. No, they would have been considered aliens at that point, though, because alien just means, you know, from outside. Yeah, I know. So. And yeah, they probably, they would have spoken a different language and dressed differently. Absolutely. Sure. Um, <laughs> it seems a bit mean to be like, ah, you must be from another planet because you <laughs> don't dress and speak like me. When people came from, you know, only traveled like the next two or three villages, I suppose that's to be expected. Yeah. So there you have it. Hmm. I enjoyed that. Good. Thank you. Green children. Mm. Perfect. Yep. <laughs> I really up. wasn't sure where you could go after that film. Like, this could get some it's, really I'm not gonna deeply lie, unpleasant kind of... It took me a while because I kept looking up like creepy kid stories. And I was like, this doesn't feel right. And there was something in the back of my head. I was like, I'm sure there's a folktale about green kids somewhere. And I was mm. like, and I just Googled green kids. And I was like, that's the one. That's <laughs> and I was like, that's a good one. We've not done it yet. So yeah. Yeah. Um. Cool. So yeah. Any thoughts? Any feedback? Thank you, people who commented on my American accent last week. Fair enough. Basically, was yeah. it was it not? Uh, how how was it received, dear? It was like 
<laughs> go, on, like, be, be, go on, be on, go on. Your, your natural accent's so nice. Why would you want to uh, change it, basically? I thought it was all right. And a couple of people were like, oh, that's pretty good. So thank you. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Um, so hope you enjoyed the episode. And we'll be back with a song episode in Which a couple is of music weeks next, time. isn't it? it we, is we, think, we think we know what it might be. We're not we going to say. We do. Um, but it might sound familiar. Yes. Um, that if is you, the hope, really. If you'd it? like to get in touch with us, you can get us um, on the goes at email. <laughs> COVID brain, everyone. COVID brain. Oh. Um, you can email us at ghostgiguk at gmail.com. That is ghostgiguk at gmail.com. Com. Yes. Find us on Instagram. It's probably the best way to give us a message. Uh, if you have any spooky stories you'd like to share with us or any film or song recommendations, then let us know. Absolutely. Or if you want to criticise our accents. Yeah. I mean, this is actually just my accent. So if you do want to criticise that, it's just literally like... That's just a personal just attack, just really, a personal that attack, really, at that point. really. Maybe don't do that. Um, cool. <laughs> All right. We've got to get ready because we've got a party to go to. We have. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. Right. Thanks, everyone. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye.